0: I'm in a car. I'm in a car. Oh my gosh. I like this morning. I'm like, oh my God. I just, I get it. There he is. I am in a car. All right. (laughs) We're starting this again because I uh, need to do some more research on my passengers. Anyway, I'm in a car and we're doing this with Andrea Gruenwald. Yay. I got it. Awesome. Um, I've known you for probably seven years. I don't believe I got that wrong. Anyway. Uh, we're doing this. Thank you for doing it. Hey, you're
1: welcome. Um, it's been
0: a long time coming. Yeah. We're looking forward Not to this for one. it for a while. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, and Andrea runs a five-star relationship, CEO Five Star Relationships in town, executive coach and counseling and yeah. just uh, all-around awesome person, Rotarian, golfer, mom, you name it. So um, can you give us a quick little background, where you've come from, what you're up to these days before we get into it?
1: Yeah, so my background is psychology, and I became a therapist. Started a, my own private practice uh, about t- twenty years ago, and uh, boom, worked. Yeah, boom, it just like that, snap, it's over. Uh, worked at the university for five years of that time, and um,
0: the university where's
1: that? The University of Guelph. Oh, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah, yeah.
1: thought
0: there was just like. The,
1: the university. university. The university in our city. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, so been coaching as well. I started that about 10 years ago and grew the company. It was myself, obviously, starting out and uh, hired one person maybe three to five years ago. And now we're a team of four.
0: Cool. So, and growing.
1: And growing. Well, you yeah, I need awesome. to make another hire, Thanks. actually.
0: Yeah, awesome. So um, today is Plaid for Dad Day. I don't know if you can really yeah. tell because of the lighting, but... This is plaid. It's for prostate cancer, and it's That's also awesome. Tim Hortons Camp Day. Camp Day. So, in in celebration of, of these two days, I'm wearing plaid, and we're going to Tim Hortons. Day to Absolutely, coffee.
1: we're going to help the kids. We're helping the kids go help to camp. The kids.
0: Cool. Uh, all right. So you are in a very cool position when it comes to working with leaders of all types. Exactly. And one of the things I thought we could jump into was around this idea of like what makes a great leader and what are some of the common you know symptoms or issues that you experience when yeah. someone says Andrea I need some help with my team yeah my people don't get it When yeah. really it's probably not that and it's usually a bit more of a mirror thing than it is a external thing um, but I figured it'd be really neat because you're in such a cool position to be able to provide some insight on like yeah. here are the most common things that you see when yeah. you're entering into an executive coach relationship or a leadership relationship with some maybe things that are happening that might not be serving uh, the leader and or the team or the company well.
1: Yeah, so there's five metrics that make a a good leader that's going to um, help propel your organization forward. Uh, Their leadership, so how if if the person really likes to lead, be in control, be in charge. There's focus, which is about drive. Um, There's positively engaging, they like people, they like to be around people. Those are going to be your team building um, people uh, thinking outside the box, you know, in, in the the marketplace and and uh, corporate space today, you need to be able to think outside the box and think creatively and come up with u- unique situations. And then um, the one that I probably talk about most is emotional intelligence. And that is uh, knowing yourself and knowing others and being able to, to do that. So, you know that leadership is a whole combination of those some some leaders are high on some of them and low on others and you know low low in the ones that others are high in etc so uh, you know in my experience and I you know working with uh, organizations that are you know hundreds of millions of dollars or three million dollars or or smaller the biggest thing that I think um, can really help a leader is self-awareness and cool. it's the thing that I find that people think they have self-awareness, but they don't. <laughs> I was just about to say yeah. that. I was like, Oh
0: yeah. yeah, yeah you know, I know myself. I, I work too much. Yeah, That's yeah. my self-awareness.
1: I don't like to fail. I work too hard. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, the interview exactly. questions.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I think that the self-awareness is really, it, it's really critical. And um, that's where coaching comes in. I'll, I'll tell you, um, A funny example of that a story a a story I know how you like stories Uh, very so ironic it's it's unbelievable but um, I was working for this organization in Toronto I was helping them with some strategic hires they were facing some challenges in the um, in their specific business space and so I was helping them you know with some critical hires so they could they could navigate this next phase of business for themselves yeah and so I was helping doing some coaching with their top uh, the C-level team plus some, some others. Yeah. And I was meeting with the director of HR. And I, I, I use a performance metric I think we've talked about before called Taze. Anyway, I, I had used that. I like it because it's research-based. I'd gone through this process with the HR uh, director and I said to her, you know, based on what I'm seeing here, I think your biggest challenge will be when you're in a situation where um, there's something that happens that you disagree with or that's frustrating for you, you're going to show your negative emotion. You're going to get frustrated and that's not going to work for you. And she said, oh absolutely not that's not the case that happens sometimes at home but i'm very professional never happens never happens professionally and i said okay great that's fantastic so then we it, within thank the week you for lying to you. thank you yeah i don't believe you but okay yeah. um so that okay. same good. yeah good perfect um so that same week we were in a meeting and someone the exact scenario played out where someone said something she didn't like she got frustrated and she blew up and I was sitting in my chair saying uh, this just happened you know
0: <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> Th- that's what this is yeah so uh, yeah she blew up yeah obviously everybody was very happy with what she did they were very excited about her response
1: well the problem was it alienated a customer a client and you know so these these mistakes it's um, important to know we all Make mistakes. We all have weaknesses. We've talked you know, you and I have talked about my weaknesses. I don't know if we've talked about your weaknesses. I'm about to, <laughs> to get
0: into it actually because this one kind of hits
1: home for me. Yeah. So it's really, I can't stress. I'm not sure. If we
0: about I'm not sure. You.
1: you. So what's your weakest We'll get thing? to there
0: in a second. Can <laughs> so we will help the people though yeah. that that might have uh, rang true for that? And, yeah. You know, they might get frustrated in a, in a setting or they might okay. be working with somebody that does get frustrated yeah. in a setting. What does someone do, A, for themselves yeah. to figure out how to show up the way they want to show up, and B for them for, for themselves as well if someone else is showing up like a bat at a
1: Yeah, so there's different different levels of what I would call intervention. So on a on a fairly light intervention, it's it's recognizing, getting in touch with your own feelings and recognizing when that feeling starts to hit your gut, like you start to feel like, oh.
0: Is, I don't like that. I don't like this, you know.
1: <laughs> and it's at a low 2 out of, or 3 out of 10, then you take a break. You count. You go to the washroom. You gain perspective. Um, if you want to go a bit deeper, then you you try to find out what the trigger is that's creating that anxiety or that fear response. and um, And try to think of another way to think about it. And usually if someone is getting triggered and blowing up or being too aggressive, it's from a fear or anxiety response to some thought they've had, which is usually from the past, which is, for example, they're not listening to me, someone's trying to take advantage of me, um... Why are people depending on me all the time? Why can't they just figure it out? <laughs> um, ding 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 <laughs> ding ding ding. Um and it's possibly that could be something for you, Rob. But and Oh, I have, have journals out Yeah, is thoroughly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I, you know, it's it's not uncommon. I'm working with another organization of Oakville and and similar thing. It's, it's the HR director again. Um where that's what we identified for her and now that she knows that she can you know calm herself and realize okay I grew up without help or assistance right and but other people did and so I just need to help be more empowering and instead of getting triggered myself need to ask them questions so they can
0: figure it out it's awesome right yeah. and, and so I'm, I'm before I ask the question about tactically how okay. do you figure that out okay um, it's really interesting in, 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 uh, over the course of the years I've, I've been exposed to this idea that no more than 90% of our stress comes from a gap between the standards we hold for ourselves and the expectations we put on other people with right. those standards yeah. so this idea that this is the way the world works in my brain yeah. this is the way I see the right. world and the way I show up in the world yeah. therefore other people should be showing up in the same way. Right? Should yeah. Be showing up in the same way, and when they don't, we get stressed about it. Yeah. Like, why don't you take this seriously? Why aren't you listening? Mm-hmm. This is you know figured out yourself, whatever that might yeah. be. Yeah. And and so then, which has been really helpful, just being aware of that idea. Yeah. Um, but then going back to it tactically, so you know you, you're you're aware that you might be triggered and being getting frustrated in front mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm and then you experience it yourself as an individual and you're like, oh, I'm doing that. This is what we talked about, it's happening. Mm -hmm. How do you figure it out? Right.
1: The way you figure it out is you pay attention, you start to make (laughs) a a a connection. You pay me.
0: Yeah, you pay me
1: (laughs) and I help you and I (laughs) identify it quickly so you don't have to spend two years doing it. Um, Or you can pay attention to your body and when you start to see or feel that gut reaction of anxiety or fear, um, you know, anger is usually what we call a secondary emotion. So, so often people express anger because that's a, a, an emotion they're more comfortable with, you know, uh, than expressing vulnerability. Right. But you pay attention to what it is and what situations are triggering for you and triggering that anxiety or that fear. And, and you, again, pay attention to what is the thought that happens at that time. I'll give another example. So, I was working with a woman who uh, was in a situation where there was a guy just handing out some water bottles to a group of people standing there, of which she was one. Right. And he handed out water bottles to every water to every person except her. Oh. And horrible. Because of her past, right? You know that nobody pays attention to me, or no one likes me, uh, or I'm not important. It triggered that. You know. Reaction in her that that upsetness that that feeling of abandonment or or um, rejection, right? And she flipped out and started yelling at the guy, and he was just like, "Oh, like I just didn't see you, like yeah. I just, you know." But that's what happens. No one yeah. ever sees me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like you know we project that onto situations when we get triggered, and once you can identify what that link is, it gives you power to be more self-aware and to take control and manage the situations that you're in and to prepare yourself for that very situation. Right. You know,
0: that's cool. So, All right. So we just dropped off one of these candy kebabs for, for Vanessa McQuaid and, yeah. and Harrison McQuaid. So they can yes. enjoy some candy. Today. I'm
1: suspicious as to whether Harrison's going to get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am also <laughs> suspicious. Uh, okay. So we were talking about tates, Yes. and you mentioned it earlier. Um, as like a performance metric yeah. um, kind of tool. Yeah. So what the heck is TASE and why do you use it?
1: Yeah, so taze is a, it stands for the attentional and interpersonal style assessment. The reason uh, I like to use mouthful. it I know it's a mouthful. The reason I like to use it is it's research based and it's performance based. So what it does is it takes those five metrics that I talked about before the leadership the focus the uh, positively engaging thinking outside the box and emotional intelligence and uh, takes those five areas and it looks at attention research and it, it identifies what your attentional style is compares it to those metrics as well as some intra personal characteristics like right. introversion extroversion how you express emotion those kinds of things yeah. um, energy a whole bunch of other things and then it says, these are the areas you're going to be strong in as you go about your, whatever your job is. Right. And these are the things that you're you're going to, when you make a mistake, how often you make a mistake, and what mistake is it going to be. Is it going to be, um, you know, getting distracted? Is it going to be too much drive, too Sh- controlling? Showing up frustrated. Showing up, yeah, exactly. Um, and
0: so this is the yeah. tool you used with the, HR professional yes. that you refer to right here. Yeah.
1: I use that tool a lot. I pro it's probably like eighty twenty taze and burden.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, so thanks for and so Taze, if anyone wants to check it out, they yeah. can obviously Google it and then if they want to get yeah. involved they can call you and, and you can you can run them through yeah, the Yeah
1: and on my website that Intrigue did
0: um five star the <laughs> relationships
1: <laughs> com. Uh, they did a great job. Uh, there's a description on there of the Taze and what it does and uh, I think there's even maybe some stories of people that have used it and some
0: okay, endorsements cool. so yeah. people understand kind of the impact it has Yeah. alright so switching gears no pun intended because this is a <laughs> manual stick shift um, you, we've, we've been working together kind of like in a coaching yeah. type of relationship and uh, we've been building some foundations for five star relationships and we've we've gone into Talking about professional sales at, mm-hmm. at some capacity, mm-hmm. and do you remember at the beginning when I asked you um, how would you define or describe a salesperson? The yeah. types of things you said.
1: Yeah, it's sort of the you know for me the thing that came up, and I I don't know if I would have thought about this on my own, but when we talked about it, it was like you know the shoe salesman or the pushy salesperson. Door to door encyclopedia. Door to door, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, people that are pushy and aggressive, and. Are trying, to, are trying to oversell, you know? That's right. what came to my mind.
0: Right, cool. So, I mean, and and who wants to be that, right? Right. Who wants, to yeah. and we were talking about getting, you know, growing the business and getting yeah. a bit more involved in the professional sales yeah. side of things. Yeah. And so, um, we had to work through this idea because when we talked about you being a salesperson, mm-hmm. I think the words you used uh, was bleh or something. <laughs> something <laughs> it, I like think boogers. it was highly academic. Oh,
1: come on now. <laughs>
0: That's terrible. That is terrible, uh, and and so it was just interesting from my perspective working with you yeah. on, on that idea yeah. for quite some time. Yeah. Um, to it, it was like Inception because when it comes to counseling and executive coaching and the process that you're using with your clients, to help them self-discover their own you know triggers and thoughts and that kind of stuff. Um, was It was, it was just, I'm not sure how to put words to it, but you being conscious of the stuff that you know and conscious of the trash or whatever it is, um, and, and working through it, I just thought it was really neat because, uh, everybody's got stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes maybe I've been guilty of this in the past where I've been like, no, no, I've got all my stuff figured out. Nothing, nothing bothers me. Uh, but I think it's kind of like the magic's in the process, not the destination. I don't know if there's any comment you have around, you know, self-learning yeah. and self-discovery, even for you.
1: Well, I think it's important. You know, I, it's it's what we talked about—self-awareness. You think that you know yourself, and you know, I mean, I've been in this field <clears throat> for several decades, and uh, you know, I started I started a long time ago in psychology. So it's not that I don't know that information, but to do the process of figuring out what you're thinking and you're responding it's very helpful to have an objective person and to ask you questions and help you sort of think and probe in your own psyche, and your own head and um, yeah, it's like through that process recognizing, I already knew I didn't like to to be vulnerable and and expose myself to rejection, or possible rejection I, I already knew that But sort of understanding how that plays out in a sales role, um, you know, because I would call people and I would literally be like, uh, like totally different than my personality, which is like, "Um, "This is Andrea, and I'm probably I can't help you, but I just thought I'd call in the off chance, like it just was." Rob told me I had to call somebody. I had to call five people, (laughs) you know. So, and realizing, you know, that I too, I need to look at factual information so when anxiety and fear get triggered and those thoughts come to my head like i'm not good enough or whatever those thoughts are you know that i need to look at the facts the same thing i tell all the coaching people and my clients you know that i to look at the facts and you know when i look at the facts and i say every every client i've had corporate client i've had i've had repeat business from you know, and everyone who's given me a, a, a Google review so far has given me five out of five.
0: Five stars. Five
1: stars. Yeah.
0: Five star relationship. Five
1: star. That's .com. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. So it's it's how, someone else giving you that prompt to spend that time. And you know, another thing we talked about is journaling, which I I tell people all the time. Like you need to journal. You need to externalize these things. You need to spend time reflecting. I don't like to do that. I don't like to. I like to be busy all the time and doing stuff so it's like pushing yourself to do these things to reflect and and um, kind of uncover things that you don't uncover in your day-to-day life you yeah know? That's cool yeah
0: so if there was one tip uh, you could give like generally speaking that would generally apply to everybody when it comes to leadership <laughs> yeah. and leading an organization what would that one tip what would that one tip be
1: I, I think that one tip would be take the next step you know it's it's whatever wherever you're at take the next step and love and accept yourself where you are there's no problem with where you are and if you can be accepting of yourself and love yourself then you're not going to shame yourself you're not going to um, from self uh, low self-esteem or low self-confidence overcompensate by being that person who's, you know,
0: (laughs) I'm here now. I know everything. Um,
1: you know, and, and take the time to reflect and, and, and discover whether it's through a coaching process or maybe there's another process you've discovered, um, to, to identify what the next step is for you in your, in your leadership development and figure out how to take it.
0: That's cool. So I mean like the, the common theme with there is just like, don't stop learning.
1: Yeah. It's like and specifically what's next for you. Yeah. inside right. first. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool.